Psalm 8. We are back in the Psalms tonight. Psalm 8, just a short little psalm. We'll read through and kind of talk about uh, some things that we see in here. Psalm 8. The superscription for this psalm says, For the choir director on the Giddith, a Davidic psalm. Uh, Again, as most of these superscriptions and the words that we see, uh, it's really kind of unknown exactly what that word Giddith or Gittith or or ever how uh, that is pronounced, exactly what that means. uh, One of the... uh, the suggestions is that it probably has something to do with music, perhaps a place or a style or a form of music, uh, but we just really don't know what that word exactly means. So uh, we will read through and we'll pray before we get started, though. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these words that we're about to read and I pray that you just would let your Holy Spirit speak to us through your word, God. I pray that you would help us to realize. Uh, God, not just because your word says it, but because we see it, that you are worthy of praise, God. That we see uh, what you have done, and we see what you do in our lives, dear Lord. What you do in our world, even in the midst of all the bad that takes place, dear Lord. All the evil and wickedness that sometimes we see, dear Lord. We might let that overshadow that there is still a lot of good in this world. That you are still at work, that you are still doing mighty works and you are still worthy of our praise so help us just as uh, the psalmist realized that in these words tonight help us to realize that as we read them god help us to to see uh, and recognize just how wonderful you are god and just praise you in the way that we should in jesus name i pray it amen verse one yahweh our lord how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. Now, Psalm 8 is known as uh, uh, one, it, it would be put in the category as a, as a psalm of praise. Now, as I said, these are man-made categories that we kind of put these different psalms in, but this would be considered a psalm of praise. It's giving praise to the Lord because the Lord is magnificent. David, or whoever it might have been that wrote this psalm, uh, was recognizing the magnificence of the Lord and praising Him because of that. You, co- you have covered the heavens with your majesty. Because of your adversaries, you have established a stronghold from the mouths of children and nursing infants to silence the enemy and the avenger. Now that verse I kind of had to scratch my head on as I was, as I was uh, kind of reading through it. And it's only when I, uh, when I really read about Jesus and the triumphal entry as he was coming into Jerusalem before he was crucified, uh, Jesus quotes this very verse as the children are, are coming to him and the children recognize and they're praising and they're worshiping Jesus. And it's from the mouth of babes that that worship and praise is coming. But there were so many in Jesus' day at that time that did not recognize him. And I believe that this psalm, uh, in, in part, is prophetic, pointing us toward Jesus Christ who is to come. We see Jesus uh, quote this psalm, so that's a pretty good indication, in my opinion, uh, that says, hey, this was definitely pointing us toward Jesus. And then you also see in the book of Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, uh, quoting another part of this psalm that we're going to see in just a second. Verse 3, When I observe... Your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place. 
Now, when you, when you think about the heavens and the universe and all that has been created, all that is, and, and in this verse the psalmist says, the work of your fingers, that, that the fingers of God, uh, so to speak, sculpted uh, the universe, that just kind of gives us an illustration, some imagery as to how big the Lord is and how mighty the Lord is. When you, uh, you can watch these scientific shows and they tell you how big the universe is and it's just, and we probably don't even really know how big it is, just millions and millions of miles and stars and solar systems and it's just, it's just crazy. You look at these pictures of all these beautiful stars and solar systems and it's just beautiful. And to think that our God made the universe. To think that God spoke everything into existence. To think of, of, of all the things that we think of as so grand and so large, the psalmist recognized that God's so powerful that, that these things are, are made by the very fingers of God. He's got the whole world in his hand, as the, as the song says that we are so familiar with. And so the psalmist is helping us to realize, not just saying, look God, you're majestic and you're excellent and you're powerful and you're, and you're awesome, but he gives us an illustration just to help our minds realize just how amazing and awesome and excellent the Lord really is. Verse 4, What is man that you remember him, the son of man that you look after him? You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him the Lord over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen as well as the animals in the wild, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the seas. Yahweh, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. Well, as I read uh, verse 4 in particular and 5, uh, and, and on through the rest of those verses, uh, these, these verses kind of take me in two directions. One, they take me back to the creation when God created Adam. And we see in, in Genesis chapter 1, I believe verses 25 and 26, where God makes man and he puts him to rule over all of the animals. And when we see this, this, this wording here, I can't help but think and be drawn back to that time when God created all things. But then I'm also pointed forward from when this text would have been written to Jesus Christ, being the Son of Man. Sometimes we see Jesus referred to as the Son of God, and sometimes we see Jesus referred to as the Son of Man. But these verses not only point us back to Adam, but they also were pointing the people forward to Jesus. What is man that you remember him? That's pretty amazing that God remembers us that God doesn't give up on us, that God sees us where we are and, and He sees what we are as sinful people, and He remembers us. He doesn't forget about us. He doesn't give up on us. And what, I mean, it's pretty awesome that God is mindful of us and that He has not forgotten about us. He says that you remember Him, the Son of Man, that, that you look after Him. You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. Now, some translations there uh, would say you made him a little less than angels. Now, I don't know which one would be the correct translation. The word uh, in Hebrew there would be Elohim, which typically is translated as God. Uh, but uh, it possibly could be angels, uh, depending on... Well, we won't even get into that discussion. <laughs> but, but either way you take it, I think it's 
it's very clear as to who this is pointing us toward. It is pointing us toward Jesus Christ. I think that, that perhaps uh, some may want to stray away from, from translating Elohim as God here, as in most cases, because if it's talking about Jesus Christ, that may cause some confusion because we look at Jesus Christ and God as equals, not as Jesus as a little less than God. So perhaps some translators, for uh, confusion's sake, may have went with uh, the translation of angels there uh, to kind of put that into, into context. But we have a little more context of that. When you don't understand Scripture, it's always good if you can find other Scripture to help put the one you're struggling with into context. And in Hebrews, we have a little context because the author of Hebrews quotes this very passage speaking of Jesus Christ. And he talks about angels. He talks about how Jesus was made a little lower than the angels for just a little while. He came uh, from, from being in a perfect form in heaven to being brought down to this earth where it was kind of rough for a little while. He was made a little lower than the angels so that when he died and gave his life for us, he could be resurrected back up into his perfect status as the Son of God. And so these verses clearly are pointing us toward Jesus Christ. And the New Testament uh, tells us that because the New Testament brings us back to these verses, even Jesus Christ himself reminding us of these things. And again, we are reminded of not only Jesus in these verses, but also Adam, the idea of being over all of the animals and those uh, being under the rule of man. And the psalm closes much in the same way in which it opened. Yahweh our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. There's that word again, magnificent. Sometimes uh, I think, I think we, we realize, we know that God is magnificent, but sometimes maybe we don't, we don't praise God in the way that we should. Perhaps we should be a little more like the psalmist and set aside times where we just sit down and we just praise God for who He is, for what He has done, for what He has created, for His power. That when we read through God's Word, that we, that we, just as we see in Psalm 8, we see all throughout the text that Jesus Christ is sprinkled all throughout it. We see it in the Old Testament and we definitely see it in the New Testament. But all throughout God's Word, we are constantly pointed toward Jesus Christ in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament after His death and resurrection. God's Word always points us back to Jesus Christ. Everything in God's Word, all of God's plan is in Jesus Christ. And we see that so clearly in verses like these. And let us not miss that. Let us not miss Jesus Christ in the Scripture. And let us not miss how magnificent God really is. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we, uh, we thank you for these verses. And I pray that you would just help us to, to get something from them. God, I pray that you would help us maybe to, to take a little more time out of our life just to sit down and reflect on you, God, and just praise you. Because just the fact that you, that you know who we are, dear Lord, that you don't just sweep us away or not have anything to do with us because of our sinfulness, God, just the fact that you are mindful of us, even though we're undeserving, God, that's, that's worthy of praise in and of itself. And so we thank you for your mighty works. God, maybe sometimes we just we don't realize the mighty works that you do, whether it be in healing people or situations you deliver us from or things you bring us through, dear Lord God. Help us not to, not to miss what you do. God, help us not to give 
credit to the works that you do uh, as to just being coincidence or just being something that happened or something that, that we've done on our own. God, help us to, to see that when you do things, God, that it's you and help us to give you the glory because, God, on our own, we're not capable of doing anything. And, God, you, you guide our lives. You direct us. And, dear Lord, uh, I believe that, that when things happen, God, it's because you, you make them happen. So help us not to miss the mighty works that you do in our life, God, and help us to give you the praise that you are worthy of. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen.